inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Losses game. You're listening to the starting block. Hey, welcome to the starting block for another week. You've got myself, Karina, and I'm joined by a man who's also been on the receiving end of a $26,000 KFC bill, but that's because he ordered 42,000 nuggets. My co-captain, Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In their millions? Tuning in right around the world. Yeah, that's right. Tw- how, how much was the bill at KFC, incidentally? 26000 Twenty. Well, technically not from KFC. Not from KFC. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's not from KFC. We've just dropped. We've just lost Greeno. <laughs> Great way to start. So I've got no idea what he's talking about. What, what are you referencing here, the KFC bill? What are we talking about? You always bring up these obscure okay. references at the start of the show, and I'm like, uh, should I play along or should I just say, what the fuck are you talking about, mate? Topical reference, references, what can we say? Uh, $26,000 worth of fines received by uh, a group in Melbourne who were meant to be in quarantine uh-huh. and decided to order some KFC, Right, but en- enough that it showed that, hey, uh, they've probably got more than four people at their house. They ordered enough for about 30 people. Right. So the cops went around, knocked on the door. Turns out 26 people hiding out the back. Everyone copped a $1,000 fine. Whoa. I don't like that at all. That's don't order KFC for thirty people when you're meant to be in lockdown. No, no, that's fucked up. That that's that kind of shit, man. That is fucked. So how did the cops know that the people ordered that much chicken? Well, that would involve me doing some research, sir. And all I saw was the tweet about it, and I'm like, that's a good topical reference. Let's open with that. Wow. Expecting you wouldn't have delved any deeper into it because I didn't want to talk about the topic. Well, I'm gonna fucking have to now. I'm gonna have to look <laughs> into this. Like, what the pieces of shit are now monitoring fucking KFC? They're monitoring fast food orders now. Like, they, God. They, Maybe, who knows? Jesus um, fucking Christ. What the fuck's wrong with people? Jesus, that's fucked up, man. Are you that keen for KFC though, that you're willing to risk it? No, no, but like <laughs> let's let's be honest here. Like I don't I don't particularly want fucking police. Fucking do some real fucking police work. Like what you, you what people people are ordering too much fucking chicken. Oh, that seems a bit fishy. Get down there, Johnson, immediately. That's some fine detective work. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking bullshit. That's... Which brings us to the first topic, Damo. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the block. Yeah. How you going? Heads, around the world. Um, which uh, this week has been an interesting time for Australia because uh, Victoria uh, has had a, a corona outbreak mm. and they've, they've gone, look, we need to lock some shit down. Mm. Uh, things are getting out of hand. Things are getting out of control. We need to lock this bad boy down. Mm. And they decided to start with public housing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? The people with the least amount of money and the least amount of influence and the people that collectively a city of 4 million people won't give a fuck about. So it's like, oh, exactly. well, f- fuck them. 3,000 people, people are now effectively in prison. 
They are yep. locked in their homes. They can't even leave their home for uh, nappies, Greeno. They can't leave for food. They can't leave for supplies. They can't walk the dog. No exercise. No no walking. Patrolled by police downstairs, blocking people going in and out. Police patrolling the hallways in between the apartments to make sure people don't go from one apartment to the other. And why? Because of those 3,000 people, Greeno, apparently 100, the, 100 of them are sick. That's a high percentage, though. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's do the math. One, That's a pretty 100 fucking high out, percentage. One hundred out of three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Compared compared to the general population, very high. Um, that, so that's that's day, good though. enough to have people like have their freedom taken away. Well, not you'd freedom. be They're pissed. Allowed- this is the thing. This is the point, though. Everyone's for it until it affects them. Just say that one family in your street was like just say that you know you're you have to go to work you can't you know you're a casual employee or something your business is open one family in your street like five houses down that you don't really have any contact with whatsoever you don't mix with them you don't fucking know them the cops come in and say right everyone you're locked you're all locked in your houses you can't leave for any reason at all because that family down there is sick and you're like hang on i've been doing everything i can i've been social distancing i'm healthy there's nothing wrong with me cops say too bad if you step outside we're throwing you in prison how would you like that well, I haven't left my house in four months. So yeah, I know, but like, to, but it'd be BAU for me. But do you uh, see my do you see my point here though? Like, I, I see your point, but uh, we're we're not dealing with people that have been adhering to the rules, which is evidenced by one of the uh, the residents in said housing block thought day one right. he, he got a little bit of cabin fever, Damo. Mm-hmm. He got a little bit of cabin fever, mm-hmm. so he's like, "Look, fuck this! I'm making a jailbreak." Good on him. And, and how did he decide to uh, approach the jailbreak? Uh, decided to uh, bite the police officers. Good, great. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, know. it's not the most effective form of escape. Not the most effective, and you're probably going to get busted and probably going to deal with some uh, prison time. But at the same time, it got me thinking, Damo. So uh, I've lived in a, an apartment block that had some housing commission apartments. Right. It was not. It was not a comfortable six months. No, I. Bet um. It was. It, it was not fun. It, it involved a lot of course to the police. It involved a lot of uh, waking waking up in the middle of the night by people smashing our third story window because they couldn't get into their apartment to get their gear. Oh. So, it was know, just they they had a bit of the steel side bottoms. Just walked out the wrong door wrong door so uh, it got me thinking demo mm. the, these uh these tenants are allowed to leave uh to do essential purchases they're not it is is smack considered that's wrong essential that's... purchase <laughs> dude <laughs> just let me fucking do my punchline don't ruin it. <laughs> you're putting facts in the story <laughs> don't bring don't put facts in the story what the hell is this I'm trying to Let make a funny here. Move on. <laughs> look, here's my position. I'm all for locking down the state of Victoria, but it's got nothing to do with coronavirus. Like, they should nothing. have been quarantined for 200 fucking years, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody hates Victoria. Yeah. We should have Which- been locking down the Victorians as soon as, as soon as Captain Cook landed. It's like, okay, so what are we going to do on that southern part? Mm, let's put all the people we don't want in the country down there, and let's keep it that way. Let's lock, lock that down. Lock that down. If we can, if we can actually detach Victoria, like, see, the problem is, can we trade Tasmania for Victoria, please? Can we Sub do that? In. Yeah, yes. Get, off, get <laughs> off the reserves bench. Bring it on in. Go and look. Yeah. You're you're now our southern state. We'll we detach Victoria. Yeah. We'll detach yeah. Victoria from the mainland. We'll 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 plug Tasmania in, yeah. and then everything will be better. I think. Like, I'm all for yeah. that. I'm all for that. Down. I'm down for it. <laughs> so that's what's happening down there in Victoria, uh, basically Melbourne, Melbourne Metropolitan Lockdown. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to our uh, our state demo. Now, yep. thing got got a little bit a uh, little bit dicey this afternoon with some news. Oh yeah, can you hit a, can you hit a Greeno story time for me, Absolutely. please? Absolutely, I like stories about pinatas. 
So as we've talked about on this particular show uh, for the last four months, uh, even though restrictions have been eased, mm. I've still been self-isolating. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to control contracting anything. I, if, if someone's got a sniffle, don't come near me. Mm. Uh, if you've got a wet fart, I don't know if that's diarrhea or not, yeah. don't come near me. I've, uh, I've, previous, I've previously said that your family should be studied in laboratory-like conditions to find mm. out why you're such a magnet for um, viruses and bacteria and sicknesses and everything. Like we could cure basically every sickness on planet Earth by just studying your family. Basically, what my kids are brought home from daycare. Correct. And, and it's not unfounded. Mm. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. This is an unfounded fear. It's the fact that my kids are germ pits yep. and they've been sick for the better part of their entire life. So yep. I've, I've taken a bit more of a conservative approach to the re easing restrictions. I've still kept its, you know, basic uh, outings. Yep. But in, in the last couple of weeks, I, I've, I've like, look, I've got to start getting over these mental hurdles, right? Ooh, I've got to start okay. venturing out. It's I've got to start. A bit, bit of growth, Greeno. I've got a bit of growth because it's become it's become a mental illness, and I'm like I've got to start getting over this, overcoming this. So okay. over the last couple of weeks, we've just been like you know tinkering. Hmm. So uh, it's my son's birthday next week, right? Ah. So happy birthday to my little one for for Tuesday. Happy birthday, young fella. And so we're like, look, up until after his birthday, then we might start seeing people, but we've got to start open like. You know, just just dabbling. You know, getting mm. a little bit more exposure. To well, the you, you don't you don't dive straight into the pool, Greeno. You dip exactly. your toe dip in. Your toe. Yep. So for the last four Baby weeks, steps. we've, got, Baby we've steps. done we've done little things, right? So we talked about my sh uh, my shoulder issue a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I was forced to leave the house to go get some procedures done on my shoulder. Correct. Now I I'd, I'd go to okay, so I keep track of these locations, Damo. Okay. I had to go to Liverpool uh, uh, twice to get both an ultrasound and then some injections. Okay. In the course of a week, so I've been to Liverpool. Yep. Uh, I've also had to go to uh, Kashula because I had to pick up a couple of grocery items. And the Dan Murphy's is there that sells booze $10 cheaper per case than any other place. Good old so Kashula. So I've got to go to Kashula to make sure I got my booze quotient mm -hmm. for, for lockdown. Yep. Uh, but that's just part of weekly grocery. So one trip in there <laughs> early, out, beers in hand, covered, hand sanitized. Thanks for coming. Now, uh, we, the wife's like, look, the kids have been trapped in the house for the better part of four months. We need to start driving. We can just drive them somewhere, but let's go somewhere like that no one's going to be, and, we're, and, and we'll let them go for a bit of a run. We'll go to like a park, uh, a bit of a run, a bit of fresh air. The kids bit will of, love. Bit, of, bit of yard time, Greeno, in the exactly. prison parlance. Yeah. Yeah. So we said, look. <clears throat> We've just lost Greeno for a second. I'm sure he'll be back in a sec. We're having a terrible night with um, internet tonight. There is a, like a lot of storms and shit in the area, like a lot of heavy rain, so that's probably fucking us up a little bit. Here he is. He's back. You're back. I'm back. See, this uh, this new Skype setup, not working. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, to be honest, way. I think it's probably the weather. Like, I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's raining here, so it's probably ah, fucking it up a bit. Yeah. We've had a couple, we, had, we had three good weeks without cutouts, you know? We yeah. jinxed it. They can't, um, all, they can't so all be winners. They can't be. So so basically we're like, look, oh, I, I like the Blue Mountains. Let's go to Springwood. No one ever goes to Springwood. We'll go to some park. We'll get some fresh air. We'll <laughs> no no one ever goes to Springwood. And then the, the other people who are listening from Springwood are like, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> what are you talking they know. about? They know. 
they know. They know. Um, so uh, <laughs> took a drive to Springwood. We went to this like random like back bush area. Uh-huh. Had a bit of a picnic there. No one around, and then came back home. Hmm. So that that's been my outings over the last four weeks. So let's gotcha. let's keep track of those locations that I've only been to in the last out of the last four months. They're the locations I've gone. Okay, so Liverpool, Cashula, Cashula, and Springwood. Springwood. Gotcha. So late this afternoon, it was announced that there's been a, a couple of positive tests that have happened uh, in, in New South Wales mm-hmm. that are community transmitted. Right. So, you know, they've locked, they, they've said, look, we've had to shut down a pub because a few cases have come from that pub <sighs> all well, in the space of a week. This is very dangerous stuff. Like, I know, you, I know you've, this is story time. Let me just close I the like story. I like stories about pinatas. Uh, just for a moment, because I, I can't, I can't not say something about that, right? Like, this this is very dangerous, like the precedent that's being set here, that at any time, uh, you know, a health expert can essentially go up to a privately owned business and go, mm, you know what, we're closing this, we're closing this down now. Uh, that's that it, people should be terrified of that because this will get out of control once you give bureaucrats and public servants this kind of power. They they don't fucking give it up, and. Like, here's here's my thing, right? And I know, like, your particular circumstances, Greeno, fine, fair enough, but you're doing the right thing, right? You're, like, you're taking it upon yourself to self-isolate for your reasons. No fucking problem there. That's very different from the government um, arresting you for not doing that, right? They're two totally different things. Now, a, a doctor does not have the jurisdiction to close down a private business. Like, that. you know what a, do- a doctor's jurisdiction is? Is when I'm sick, I go to you... And you can give me advice and I'm free to say, mm, you know what, fuck your advice and walk out of there whistling. <laughs> walk out of the doctor's office and not pay any attention to it. That's the only jurisdiction you have as a doctor is to give me advice when I go to you, when I ask for it. This, I don't think this part's been shut down by a doctor. This has been shut down by the health department, that, <laughs> which does have the authority to shut down uh, places of food service. For lack of, you know, uh, for public health reasons. Yeah, for, for, yeah, for, see, this is the problem, right? It's in the definitions. Oh, public health reasons. Now, we would never have dreamed of shutting down a place because we've tracked that three people caught the flu or three people uh, got sick from not, because this is nothing to do with like the food that's being served. Now, if there was like an outbreak of fucking food poisoning or something, yes, the health department can go in there after there's complaints and they'll do a they'll do a sweep and they check like is the food being stored in the right place? Is the fridge working? Are you being clean when you're handling the food, etc., etc., etc.? This is a totally different thing where we're like, hang on, we've tracked that three people have uh, caught this virus and therefore this fucking business is shut down. There is that now three people may have used that pub. But like that's that's such a loose thread, you know what I mean? And I don't like the idea of private businesses being shut down on the on the like we're talking about three fucking people here. How many people have used that establishment over the last month? Probably thousands, right? So probably the same amount that are probably going to test positive in the next week or so. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, nah, I'd I, again this everybody's for this kind of thing until it affects them, and then they'll be like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. So like I I'm just waiting for that moment to happen. When, when it starts biting them on the ass, because you can, you can bet your bottom dollar that all of the people who are in favor of like locking innocent people in their homes because somebody else in the building is sick or shutting down a privately owned business, that person has a mortgage. Like that person, people work there, that people have to pay their fucking family. Like they have to, not everybody can work from home, right? And once we set up this precedent, like 
Uh, if it affects them, it'll be a totally fucking different story. And I'm, that's really concerning that we're now at this stage where we're just without questioning, just fucking shutting down private business. Uh, no, too bad. Too bad. Sorry for you. Close that down. No, we don't like, no, no, no. Everybody living in this apartment block. Sorry. You can't leave for a week. So sorry about that. But the, the gentleman in apartment 2B who you've never fucking spoken to, don't even speak the same language, never seen him, don't know his name and have nothing to do with. He got sick. So sorry. We're going to have to put your livelihood at risk. That's, that's, a dangerous thing, but I'll reopen your story. I like stories about pinatas. Said my piece. Can uh, BE's made a good point there. You, you, you're not a fan of doctors. Can you hit the doctor, doctor soundbite, please? <laughs> doctor, doctor, there we go. The no, like, again, I'm a big fan of doctors, but not when uh, we we ignore doctors' advice every single fucking day. Every day, all of us do. We all eat a little too much fatty food. We all have a little too much sugar. We all drink too much alcohol. We're all smoking. Like every other time, everybody ignores fucking doctor's advice, except when they want to lock fucking 3,000 innocent people up in their home. And it's like, well, you've got to pay attention to the doctors. Shut up. When was the last time you paid fucking attention to the doctors? You know what I mean? And it's usually these fat fucking pieces of shit who uh, probably spend $26,000 on KFC, on television. The grease is so thick on their face from all the shit that they they eat, they can barely get the words out saying, we need to take a zero tolerance approach to anybody who's not listening to the doctor's advice. Oh, is my pizza here yet? Fuck off. Wash it down with a bottle of whiskey while you're at it. These fucking pieces of shit. Anyway, they are like now stories about pinatas. Once I'm Excellent. on a roll, once I'm on a roll, it's fucking very difficult to pull me up. So fuck it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Can I go back to my story now? Yeah, why not? All right, so let's <laughs> uh, let's let's refresh. So only places I've been in three months: uh, Kashula, Liverpool, and Springwood. For the better part of three months. Mm-hmm. So uh, where is the pub in question, Damo? That's since been shut down. Oh God knows. Who knows? Where is it? <laughs> it it's in Kashula, Damo. <laughs> no, now, Damo, do you happen? <laughs> Do you happen to know where the the lady who tested positive on Wednesday who uh, attended the pub uh, uh, currently resides? Nah, would it be Liverpool? She lives in Liverpool, Damo. Ding, Damo. ding, 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 ding. Hey. Nice, Gary. It's like so, it's following you around. <laughs> so I'm two for three, despite doing everything I can, not leaving my house for three months other than shopping and whatnot and one venture out for a, a drive. Mm. Uh, I'm not looking good two for three. Nah. So lo and behold... <laughs> Before this show, Dustin, this, this, this could only happen to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it's fucking insane, right? So, uh, jumped in the shower, put on the put on the radio. Thought I'd listen to footy, but it, it was half time, so the news was on. Uh-huh. Uh, Demo, the third man who uh, tested positive, the fifty-year-old who was attending the pub in oh, Kashula. Come, come on now, come on now. Can we do a clean sweep? Come on now, come on, baby. <laughs> is a fucking resident of Springwood. <laughs> That's the nice, trifecta. Gary. That's the and trifecta. I went out. I, I, I jumped out of the shower buck naked and yeah. had to tell my wife this story. I'm like, can you fucking believe this? Where have we been in the last four weeks? And she's like, we went to Kashula, We went to Liverpool. We went to Springwood. I'm like, can you fucking believe where these fuckers are, uh, are currently residing and where the pub is shut down? It's these reasons. Like, You're making it up. I'm like, I swear to God, Google it. Uh, so it, it is following me. It's... Uh, I've done my best for my kids not to destroy my household with germs, but it turns out no matter where I go, the germs will follow me, Damo. So if I'm, if I'm like not available for next week's show, we know why. <laughs> it could, again, it could only happen to you. Only happened to me. I could not believe it when they said the guy was from Springwood. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That is a pretty fucking funny story, though, because <laughs> of all the effort that you put in. 
to, to, to avoid this fucking thing. Everything. It seems uh, we've we've I think we've said this exact same thing now. This is the third time you put in so much effort to avoid germs, but the universe keeps putting you in positions to be exposed to them. I find a way constantly. Uh, we can close that story, Damo. I like and... stories about pinatas. And then, can you hit the hot toss button for me? Please? Oh, absolutely. Been a while. So we talked about it on last week's show that the, the start of the Victorian outbreak was as a result of some horny security guards that were banging people that were meant to be in quarantine mm. inside the hotel. <laughs> which now, is, be, which is my favourite coronavirus story of all time. <laughs> I don't think there's anything in the world that can top that. No, like, That's yeah. the best. We, we, we had this bad boy under control, but there was some guys that need to get their dick wet who were working security and decided to uh, <laughs> stick it into some germ pits that were in a Victorian quarantine. <laughs> now, sometimes you got to make lemonade uh, out of lemons, Damo. Right. And if anyone can make lemonade out of lemons, it's the porn industry. Nice. So uh, we came across this tweet earlier today mm-hmm. that uh, already there's uh, some uh, – some fake porn that's been uh, made that has turned the Victorian quarantine hotel security guard fuck up into a fake porno. Nice, Gary! <laughs> so, so obviously it's, it's it's not a very long script. It's, you know, uh, a security guard knocks on the door. Hey, uh, ma'am, just, uh, just checking that you're, you're still uh, residing in your, your quarantine room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, uh, baby, uh, I'm, I'm not even sick. Like, do, do, do yeah. you want to come on in? And then, oh, mate... See that's that's bullshit. I could write a much better porn script for this, like for this premise. Like you go up and you say to the girl, "Hi, we're just doing random temperature inspections," and she's like, "Well, my temperature is fine." He's like, "You look a little hot to me," you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, "Well," and you know, she opens her mouth, ah, uh, and he's like, "No, no, no, that's not where we're putting it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like how, that, how would you thing, like? How this thing writes, writes itself. Itself, fucking oath. Yeah. How would you like to check my temperature? Yeah. Anal. Exactly. And, and, always, yeah. anal. always anal. <laughs> <laughs> this thing writes itself, man. <laughs> it's us. Did you uh, know? Did you know? Like after the Wuhan, like the Wuhan uh, virus, like uh, when it first started, it took like two weeks for people to be putting up on Pornhub like little pornos of like inside Wuhan, and like people were having sex in hazmat suits and shit. I I did hear about that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's one. This internet, it's a hell of a thing. That is a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a. Thing. <laughs> Damo, we're going to skip the next story. We're going to jump to number four on our rundown. Uh, with the, uh, It's great news. I, I got so excited because normally the Milo rankings is something that you, you're not a big fan of. Between no. the, the gardening segment and the Milo rankings, they're probably two parts of our show that you'd prefer never came to fruition. And and this one. Doctor, doctor, well, give me the news. I can, I, do without, was, I can do without that too. I figured that was a given, but... Um, this morning uh, I woke up and I had a big smile on my face when I opened the inbox mm-hmm. and saw a, a direct message from you. You slid into my DMs. I slid in. I did the slide, baby. You did slide in with uh, with uh, your own Milo ranking story. And, and I, I would never, like, I would never normally contribute to the Milo rankings. I think yeah. it's, I think it's a dumb segment. <laughs> I think it's pointless. Like I think it's beyond the dumb that I would accept for this show normally. And I think it's far worse than anything else we just about do. But I saw this tweet and I was like, you know what? There's only one place that this can go and it's in the Myra. Should we play the clip first and then discuss? Because I have a couple of ideas out of this that I want to run, run past you. Because may, maybe I can be brought on board to love the Milo rankings if we if we change it up a little bit, Greeno. Can I have some input in this? 
like, I like it. Yeah, I, I knew if I just kept on chipping away, you'd yeah. get on board. So happy. To, let's have a look at the vid, and then and then we'll discuss. Okay, let's have a look here. There's a big debate going on right now. The world <laughs> is in turmoil. Undecided about how they like their Milo. Is it hot or cold? There's only one way to drink Milo, and that's by the fire. Hot. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I like it cold. Certainly is. Like my ice bath. <laughs> I like my Milo like I like my sauna. It's piping hot. Oh boy. You've got it all wrong, Harrison. It's got to be served cold, just like that swim. How do you like your Milo? Hot or cold? Okay, so that is the Milo Rankings Hot Bondi Boys Edition Greener. Now, that is. Now, that's uh, terrible. Uh, Damon, can, I, can I interject? Yes. I, I, I feel that we could uh, mesh uh. that video. Uh-huh. With fake hotel quarantine porno video, <laughs> and it'd be seamless. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if there's any reason, that, if there's anything that I can convince you to say that lockdown is a bad idea, it will be like the spare time that people have to do shit like this. That would be reason number one. Anything that adds to the Milo rankings, I'm, I'm down for. I'll, I'll sign up for another six months of lockdown if it gets me more Milo rankings content. <laughs> okay, well, here's, here's, the, here's the idea that I had. And yeah. you're, uh, you're a forensic accountant, so you dive deep into numbers, into statistics, and you want to know, like, the devil in the detail. Is that a fair mm-hmm. thing to say? That's fair to say, yeah. Okay. I like to go to specifics. I'm not just going to take things on face value. Mm-hmm. I've got a deep dive. I'm going to put it to you that we have, for the lifespan of the Milo rankings, we have been incorrectly categorizing one of the entrants on the Milo rankings. Okay. And it's actually much bigger than you think because on the Milo rankings, we have Milo the drink. Right. Sitting at number one for 42 straight weeks straight. But I'm going to pause it to you that this should actually be three different categories. It should be Milo cold. Milo mm. hot because they're mm. two like if you ask any Australian, it's a world they're worlds apart. It's basically not even the same product at that point, right? You prepare yeah, yeah. it differently, you drink it differently, you drink it at different times. So I want to have uh, on the Milo rankings, I think the Milo the drink should be split into two: Milo hot and Milo cold. And we should also be adding the hot Milo Bondi boys as part Ooh. of the Milo rankings because they've inserted themselves, uh, pun intended, into this discussion now. They're now can part I, of Milo. Can I add a fourth then? Because Please. I agree. I think this is a sensational idea. I think that you know it, it's we're unfairly categorizing Milo in, in its overall bucket when it really does need to be split into a few different things. So I think yeah, definitely the hot Milo, cold Milo, and and uh, hot Milo boys. Yeah. <laughs> definitely three different categories. But I think we also need a fourth category of the the Milo subgenre mm-hmm. of the Milo uh, powder. Ah. Because. Milo itself, uh, it, it doesn't need to be in drink form. It That's can also true. be spread on ice cream Correct. or things like that. Uh, it can be a cake topper. It can be made into a, a nice little biscuit. Mm. Uh, you can you can add it to your, your uh, rice bubbles and turn it into a cheap man's cocoa pop. It, there's plenty of different uh, utilization of the Milo powder yep. that I think we need to give its own uh, rating to. Greeno, I don't think we can even stop there. Let me hit one of these. I'm a scat man. Where do we place then Milo the breakfast cereal? 
Ooh, and now what about Milo the chocolate bar? Because it has its own candy bar as well. We're now up to like six different forms of Milo. Now, you might, you might be sitting at home going, that's bullshit. It should just be Milo the product. But how about this? Is, the, is an apple the same as an apple pie? Yeah, exactly. Right? We're talking is, about is value a, added here. Is a Granny Smith the same as a, a Red Delicious? Of I course not. So. Of course not. No. What kind of madman would put those two things in the same category? And I'm not, right. I think that we've been looking at this all wrong. Damo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something that I've uh, I've never done over the, the last you know, few years of this show. Well, let's break all the rules tonight. I'm, I'm in that I'm, mood. I've just put, I'm going to put you in charge. Really? Of, do, of doing the Milo order. Oh, for okay. To, for tonight's show. Would you like to, to take a moment and so maybe save it for segment two? Or do you want to just jump straight in it? No, let's jump straight in it. Let's jump right now. So the right. new the new updated Milo rankings. Now you might need to give me a little bit of help. I'm going to ask you for um, to remind to refresh my memory at different times. So yeah. at number one, I'm putting just because of how far and wide it's used, I'm putting Milo Cold at number one on the Milo rankings. Ooh, that's a shock for me. I thought you were going to go Hot Milo Boys number one, but no. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that. Tick signed off by Greeno. Okay. Number one. Cold Milo. Okay. Number two, Milo Hot. Milo Hot, definitely. Okay. Gotta to, gotta to come in at number two because it's we still gotta focus on the drink. We've got yeah. to make sure that we're we're taking care of the home product. It's Correct. it's gone off into different realms with the bar and whatnot and, uh-huh. and whatnot. But I think we need to, yeah, definitely make sure we're taking care of the the grandparents of the Milo Empire. Absolutely. Number three, just because of what a favorite it is for kids all around Australia growing up. Number three, Milo on ice cream. (laughs) Milo on ice cream, excellent. Number three. We'll call that Milo the powder. Milo the powder, because it can be utilised as a number thing, but its its favourite use is on ice cream. Excellent. Number three. Happy with one, two, three thus far. Okay. Number four, Milo from Milo and Otis. Ooh, that's ahead of the Milo Hot Boys. That's a shock. That's uh, I I agree, but... (laughs) I think the the fans were, were demanding the Milo Hot Boys be a bit higher, but I'll, I'll take that. Milo and Otis is at number four. Okay, number five, Milo Kerrigan. Oh, yep, yep, I like it. Okay, number six, Milo the Breakfast Cereal. Milo Breakfast Cereal, okay, yep, okay. yep, happy Num- with six. Number seven, Milo Hot Bondi Boys. Yep. Okay, number eight, Milo the, the Candy Bar. Yep. Okay, number nine, we've got Milo the Rapper. Yep. And, and then I think at number 10, yes. uh, I've, I've just checked the stats, mm-hmm. Milo the soon-to-be-dead dog snuck in at 10. So that, unfortunately, for the first time in Milo rankings history, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Greeno, unfortunately, Milo Unopolis is out of the Milo rankings top 10 here on the starting block. Sorry, couldn't crack the top 10 then, Milo, why? Uh, but when you look at uh, the stiff competition, yes, I think it's I think he'd understand. And when we're looking at the hot Bondi Milo boys, Greeno, may I say very stiff competition. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm fuzzies.
remember berries and springs. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies. The ones that used to show us boobies. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes welcome back to the block ladies and gentlemen boys and girls remember if you want to get in touch with us the best way to do so would be by the little blue bird greeno follow greeno at the starting block one word drop the k at the end follow me at boogie bumper uh we've got plenty more to get through greeno i want to I want to Damn, bring... Sorry, can I just quickly interrupt? Can Absolutely. I do a, a quick kimono, Paul? Mm. Um, earlier today, uh, you decided to to add another uh, podcast to your resume mm-hmm. um, by being a guest on Coffee Talk with Sandra. Coffee uh, Talk another, with Sandra. Another D-Live show, uh, fantastic show, a lot better than this one. Yes, I'll, I'll tell you of that course. Much. Um, uh, so I checked out your performance a little bit earlier, and I was like, oh, look, you know, it got me concerned because normally Friday is your day off mm-hmm. when it comes to podcasts. That's right. So, and I listened to your performance. It was very good, uh, very entertaining. But I was like, look, is he going to, is he used all his gun material on Coffee Talk with Sandra? And is he going to come with, with nothing but blanks for our program? Mm. I, I was a little bit worried. I didn't want to raise it in pre-show, mm. but I thought, look, I, I'm just going to see how uh, segment one pans out, and then I'll make a decision and then raise it on well, air. I think, that's what I think like to do. you know, I think that's a fair concern. It would be like if we were on the same football team and you heard, for example, that I was out at 7.30 in the morning running around in my underwear drunk off my tits. Like, mm-hmm. am, am I going to be able to perform on the field, Greeno? Like, that's a fair thing to say, I think. There would, be exactly. some, there would be what they call some honest discussions, Greeno, some robust feedback, I think. That's fair. We, we would have had a, a, a chat to the side, not mm. in front of the team, but, you know, we would have, would have had a conversation. Sure. But then you come out with the Milo rankings mm. and all things were forgiven. I was like, look, he's he, he may have uh, done a fantastic job on uh, on Coffee Talk with Sandra, mm. but he saved the big ones in the Milo rankings for our bad boy. That's so. Right. Uh, I'm sorry to ever doubted you, sir. That's all right. Um, Funnily enough, the topic of Milo never really came up on Coffee Talk with Sandra. No Milo talk. Yeah, I guess it's a faux pas on a show that's called Coffee Talk. I guess Milo is the product that we must never mention. Here's what I need to do. I need to get myself in on uh, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Yes. But on the proviso, it's in the contract Hmm. that we talk about nothing other than Milo. (laughs) Do you think she'll go for that or? Hour thirty-eight, the program goes for. I reckon I can, I can squeeze out an hour thirty-eight of Milo talk. Milo talk. Well, we could dedicate at least an hour twenty just to the rankings, Greeno. Oh yeah, deep. 
not just the rankings, you know, talking about the the history of the rankings, talking mm. about, you know, the detailed process that goes into the research the, of, of doing said rankings. The story um, of the rankings. There's always a story, story involved. That's it. The behind the scenes stuff that no one we don't get to talk about on air yeah. about the rankings. Yeah. It's, it's a it's its own drama. It's like a reality show that is the the Milo rankings. So um, I could share that on Sandra show perhaps. Absolutely. I, people want to know how the sausage gets made, Greeno. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that putting to one side, Damo. I think I interrupted what uh, the story you were about to throw to. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> What would you say, Greeno, if I told you that apparently Monica Lewinsky is low-key one of the funniest people on Twitter? I'd say no way, sir. No way. So uh, I think I, I like. I really don't have a problem with Monica Lewinsky. She's but uh, she's come at this the right way because she is a very funny person. Sarah Cooper, who I don't know who the fuck Sarah Cooper is, but she wrote my advice to the younger generation: make your mistakes now because by the time you're forty, you'll you'll barely even remember them. And then you get to make the same mistakes all over again. It's really fun. To which Monica Lewinsky replied, um. (laughs) (laughs) Give Monica a nice Gary. Nice Gary for Monica. Nice Gary. And we'll also give it a bit of. Oh, yeah. Because I think she approaches this in entirely the right way. She could have gone down one or two paths, dear Monica, Mm -hmm. right? The first yeah. path she could have gone down would have been like complete mental destruction, drug addiction, probably suicide by the time she was 42. Like yeah. that was one option. The other option was to realize how silly it is. And because it must be difficult being famous for being known to put that uh, disgusting, pasty, probably dermatitis ridden penis in your mouth of Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. right? That cocaine fueled, disgusting pecker in your gullet. So she's world famous for that. Like whenever anyone thinks of Monica Lewinsky, they think of her doing that to Bill Clinton. Now that can't be an easy life, right? Great. Like everybody knows, everybody knows what Monica Lewinsky did, but she comes at it the right way. She's like, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to have to laugh at it because that's really, it's either that or drug addiction and suicide. Spot on. She's done the right way. And like I said, low key funny. Low key funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. We'll We'll give her another nice Gary. Nice Gary. And safe to say, based on tweets like that, uh, Sarah Cooper hasn't had a very powerful cock in her mouth, I'm assuming. (laughs) She hasn't made the same level of – she hasn't made a presidential mistake. No, exactly. If you're going to do it, do it right. Uh, (laughs) I'm going all the way to the top. Exactly. Uh, Damo, uh, before we get to the personal journal rankings for this week, uh-huh. uh, we, we talk plenty of corona, but uh, it came to my realisation uh, with the daytime TV in the background throughout the course of this week with the wife and kitty's home, mm-hmm. that sometimes we forget about the, the true victims uh, of the, the coronavirus. And, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, the dead people. Um, I'm not talking about the the millions worldwide who have lost their jobs. I'm I'm not talking about the um, you know the overworked hospital workers. I'm not talking about the people who are you know testing um, day and night and whatnot. Uh, I'm not talking about complete economy shutdown. I'm not mm. talking about any of that. I, I want to talk about the true victims, the Damo. real victims, because that's what we're all about here on this show. We're the show of the yeah. little guy. Yeah, and it made me realise whilst uh, perusing daytime TV that the true victim of mm. this is the the fact that uh, Ellen Generous can no longer dance through her audience. <laughs> because I don't know if you you've watched much of Ellen's show. Uh, yeah, I've been in the occasional <laughs> I've been in the occasional doctor's waiting room, Greedo. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, Ellen. Forty <laughs> percent of her program is just dancing through the audience. Yeah. Now she's basically yeah. stolen uh, Conan O'Brien's bit. 
Exactly. Yeah. So it got me thinking. So uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of the, the lockdown programs yet uh, from Ellen. I assume she's doing it from her home. Do you think she just dances around Portia de Rossi for 40, 40% of the program? Are they still together? Are they still an item? I believe still- so. I believe so. Last time I checked. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I know that she's, um, gee, I know that she hasn't been taking it well, Greeno, the lockdown. Had a bit of- had a bit of a rough time, Ellen. She's having a bit of a rough time. When we yeah. say haven't taken it well, are we talking uh, friend Dresha not taking it well, or similar? Or someone else? Yeah, similar. she's she's been. I, Ellen has been on the verge of a of a spiral for a while now, mm. and uh, whoever her pharmacist is, I need to give them a nice Gary because whatever they're giving her, they're keeping her just in line enough to not. <laughs> Like descend into a pit of her own hell of her own creation, right? You know what I mean. I like it. She's I getting like just it. enough uppers from one of those yeah. Hollywood pharmacists. So. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> well done. Uh, so yeah, spare a thought. Uh, say a prayer tonight, uh, you people out there, for for Ellen and not being able to dance amongst her audience. Must be hard. Must be difficult. Now she's got to fill the rest of it with other content. Yeah, uh, she should check out our show, see how to do it. She yeah. could she could adopt the Mylad rankings for a, a small fee uh, <laughs> of the copyrights. Speaking of rankings. Damo, uh, the personal journal rankings. Now, we let last week's success of uh, being huge in Vietnam get to our head, and we produced what I referred to as an absolute shit show. It was fucking terrible. Yep. It wasn't funny. It wasn't amusing. Mm. I like I wouldn't even feed it to my dog. That's how bad it was. Right. Um, so this week, we, we put the, uh, the rankings to one side and said, look, we know we're not going to crack the top 250 this week because that's mm. how bad our show was. Yep. But with that said, I still need to check out the competition, but I've had to reset the bar. So similar to a, a high jump, once you've you've reached a certain bar, mm. you can't go below that. You've got to always go above. Yeah, let's let's make that like let's make this our new normal. Exactly. So uh, with the the bar now being set at two hundred one in the Australian Personal Journal rankings. Mm-hmm. We can only compare ourselves to anything above 201. And I, like I, just, I decided to look at some programs above 201 and okay. go, look, surely, surely, uh, after last week's performance, we're going to put that to one side. This week with the new and revised Milo rankings and the Hot Bondo boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sure surely, to be shooting straight up those charts. We've got to go straight up the charts. Now, here's what we need to uh, overcome, Damo. Mm. At 198, a program called Gender Reveal. Gender Reveal. And that's within our touching distance. That is. That's only three above our. our okay, peak this is doable. Far. Okay, tell me about it. Now here's the thing, Damo. It's got me thinking once yeah. again. I like to analyze these programs. Mm-hmm. This has got to be a pretty quick program, right? Okay. Well, yeah. It'd be like it's a boy, and then it's, it's over. a boy. It's a girl. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, unless we're talking to like some college professor or something, will they be like, "Well, I think the whole construct of gender reveals is evil and patriarchal and is awful at a gendered system. So we really need to analyze like what is a boy." And it's like, "Ah, uh, cut." Cut. Yeah. Cut. You're yeah. doing it wrong. It's the gender reveal show, not the talk about the gender reveal show. Just say what it is. Just say if it's got a dick or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're and then we're out. We cut. We're out of here. So, Damo, do you reckon we? Because uh, at the moment, uh, Troy's filling in for BE. Do you reckon we task this to Troy next week to check out gender reveal and see if it's simply mm-hmm. nothing other than hey, it's got a cock. It doesn't. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good project for Troy. Right, gender reveal. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, though, here, Troy. Uh, I've just looked at the synopsis. Welcome to Gender Reveal, a podcast that centers non-binary and transgender folks. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Join us as we interview trans artists and activists, answer listener questions, 
Uh, and so, so it is. Uh, it is the talking about gender reveal podcast, and get a little close to understanding what the heck gender is. Now uh, they answer listener questions, Damo. Oh, good. Does so, it have a dick? <laughs> so yeah, can we submit some questions? That is that now. That's a good idea. Yeah. So they'll um, answer their questions, our questions on their show. It'll be like the, I don't think it's going to be the same heights as the ESPN baseball podcast that we reached a few weeks ago. But you never know. Like we're out. Know. We're out to overtake them, not be their friends. Yeah, that's right. Um, correction. I, I don't want Troy to listen to that because I'm. I want to be nice to Troy. Oh, executive You're gonna have to decision. Che- executive decision. You're going to have to check out 179, one of our bit more uh, higher competitors, a program called Unexpected Fluids. Troy. <laughs> nice, Gary. Oh yeah. You dick. And it is what it sounds like, Damo. Okay. It's not safe for work podcast that explores real life embarrassing stories of when sex gets sloppy, goes floppy, and a little bit wrong. It's all covered. It's <laughs> all covered in unexpected fluids. Uh, um, so they're, they're the two we're going to try and overtake this week because okay. surely a show about jizz and a show about whether you got a cock or not. Yeah. Um, well, we want to be we want to be sandwiched right in between those two programs, don't we? In between, I want to be in between. <laughs> by, I don't know by what next it is, week, and unexpected fluids. So we need to be between one. Can, one ninety-eight. Well, I mean, if you don't know what it is, every fluid is unexpected at some level, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> True. So that's what we're trying to, to get up against. So, you know, and sexists and misogynists and chauvinists and sexists. <laughs> so looking forward to Troy's report next week. Which brings us to this week's report. Um, this week, uh, there was no particular podcast we asked Troy to review. Hmm. Um, where We said, look, just just feel free. It's, it's a moment in time where... Freestyle uh, it. Freestyle it, and, and he, he got in touch with his head. Look, you know, with, with everything that's happening in the world. Great comment in the chat, Greeno, from Monica. It will be hard, but Troy can pull it out. <laughs> the gender reveal podcast. I like it. Um, now, that uh, fluid won't be unexpected at all. We'll be expecting no, that, lots of fluid from Troy. That'd be pre planned. That's right. It'd yeah. be a very moist podcast. Yeah. Um, so he said, look, I need to bring the world back together. Uh, we, we haven't got any Unity Day updates, but he's going to provide a Unity report. Excellent. Um, which we just think, I, I believe I saw in the chat a little bit earlier uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Karen, it's not a tumour, is out of hospital now. Oh, well uh, done. So, so uh, BE, I, I suspect, hoping to give Karen some of his own unexpected fluids any day now. <laughs> <laughs> She's been so, away for two weeks. Two weeks. So uh, get well soon, Karen. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, bet, you, bet you're glad you're, you're back at home as well. Yep. Uh, so with all that being said, let's uh, let's check out this week's uh, Unity Report from Troy. Let's have a look. Good evening, Blockheads. I'm Unity Troy. This is the Unity Report. Led by race car driver Bubba Watson, NASCAR has taken the uniform. Good evening, Blockheads. I'm Unity Troy. This is the Unity Report. Led 
by race car driver Bubba Watson, NASCAR has taken the unifying step of banning the Confederate flag from all its events. NASCAR claims there's no racism in its ranks, although Watson is the only driver to be pulled over and frisked by the cops mid-race. The Dixie Chicks this week attempted to unify the world and regain a shred of relevance by changing their name to The Chicks. It was a last-minute departure from their original idea of Chicks Without Dixie. Also, in an attempt to distance themselves from the Deep South, one hit hangers-on, Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A. Now, as unifying as this all is, unfortunately, both names have caused a kerfuffle of their own. The Chicks are already a female band from New Zealand, and Lady A is a singer from Seattle, heavily involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter apparently brand names don't. In other Unity news, US realtors have been instructed not to use the term master bedroom when showing houses as it has both racist and sexist connotations. They'll have to use more generic terms when showing off those beautiful plantation-style homes. Fox have announced they will no longer have white actors play non-white roles on The Simpsons. So while the honey's on for an Indian actor to play Apu and a black actor to play Dr. Hibbert, white actor Dan Castanella has been placed on a strict diet of curry and high fructose corn syrup until he is sufficiently jaundiced enough to pass as yellow so he can continue to play Homer Simpson. And lastly, after 30 years on air, the TV show Cops is getting cancelled. So just to clarify, the way we protect black people from police brutality is by sending redneck cops into their neighbourhoods without the cameras turned on. Okay, got it. That's the Unity Report for this week. Remember, blockheads, we're all in this together. Except for boosters. Fuck those hipster teachers. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. My... I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. 
I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, hate come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, Damo, mm. uh, we have to quickly reopen the kimono here. Okay. Um, personally, I, I, I've got a few concerns with uh, Troy's Unity Report. Okay. Say. Is this something uh, that you've run through? Uh, TAVshow.com HQ, Greeno, like the HR department, or are we keeping it in-house in the block department for now? This is this is in-house in the block department okay. for now. Now We like we, to wash our own dirty laundry here on the yeah, block. That's it. Let's just air, air, air it out in public because uh, that's what we like to do. Now, mm. we already had the, the issue that BE's report was already the best portion of our particular program. Correct. Um, so that's something we were already dealing with as presenters where, you know, uh, BE as, as a contractor, um, part of the Block family, but mm-hmm. we, we pay him kind of separately on separate accounts for tax minimization purposes. Yep. Um, you know, so we have to classify him as inverted commas contractor instead of employee because we don't want to pay for workers' comp. That's right. Um, but we have to keep him on the books in some way, shape or form because otherwise he can be poached by another podcast. We wouldn't want to see him end up on the on the farm lawyer or uh, the other word for lesbian, or the does my baby have a dick show. Or the uh, Bigfoot and Dog Man Unexplained. That's right. Uh, we can't have him uh, being poached by those particular programs. So that was already uh, an issue uh, amongst the, the block. Correct. Now, Troy's come in as a substitute. Normally for a substitute teacher, you you don't expect much. No. Yeah, you know, You know the kids are going to muck up. Um, you barely – he's not even going to mark the role. And, you know, it's a big old clusterfuck normally. Now, Troy has slid on in as the substitute teacher for BE's report. Mm. And now that's our, our best best segment oh, when dear. BE's not here. You think he's doing a little bit of uh, Robin Williams, what's the uh, Dead Poet Society kind of gig here, Green? Maybe. You know, what I'm saying is his, his segment's too good for this particular program. Right. So, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there, and and I want to put it out in public. So if it does happen, people know what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm. Do you think there might be a bit of cahoots between Troy and Be mm. to white ant us as hosts ah. by subliminally being the best segment on our program each week? Could be. To then just overtake said program, and mm. next thing we know, we're submitting reports to the the Be and Troy show. Yeah, I you know, I hadn't considered that because like, you know, I thought they were friends, really, to be honest. Like it's not something that I would uh, you know, think of when I think of those two boys. But now that you mention it, uh the whole BE, oh my wife's in hospital, I'm too busy to do a report story seems kind of convenient the timing of it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then Troy's bringing in this, you know, great A I'm not, material. I'm, I'm not cons- suggesting concerned. for a moment I'm not suggesting for a moment that uh the lovely Mrs. Tuma, uh pardon me, the former Ms. Tuma now, Mrs. current Mrs. Brad. I'm not suggesting for a moment that she didn't have a broken leg, but perhaps Brad broke her leg to get her into hospital in order to uh, give like a sufficient alibi for this coup. Alibi, yeah. 
you know you know about these Hunter Valley boys. Uh, they're ruthless motherfuckers when it comes down to it. That's it. They, yeah. Well, one, yeah. Once a hunter boy, always a hunter boy. Am I right? Um, huh? yeah. But we'll, we'll keep an eye out. The sons, um, the sons of steel workers and dockers, mate. Yeah. They don't fuck That's around. <laughs> but just you know, just a bit of feedback to Troy. You don't have to set the bar so high, man. You know, the, the when when your jokes are funnier than all of ours, yeah, we got a problem here. You got a big fucking uh, problem. <laughs> <laughs> Damo, uh, the return of F1. Uh, yeah, can I can I just say actually, um, I was at work, but I had it on. I was watching it because it was a pretty quiet day at work, mm. and like I was, I thought, you know what, this is fucking great because I haven't watched an F1 race in about two years. Unfortunately, half of the field crashed out, and Mercedes was uh, winning again. But at least it yep. wasn't Lewis fucking Hamilton for a change. Yeah. Uh, so at the top of the field, boring as batshit as usual. Um, but I just, I was like, really enjoyed seeing F1 again, you know, um, except for all of the pre-race wank, which I normally enjoy. Didn't enjoy that one bit. You love the pre-race wank, yeah. Didn't enjoy well, that one bit. You know why? Different? Because every single driver had to be asked 10 times what their opinion is on Black Lives Matter and racism. Ah, it's no good. And I'm just like, oh, come on, come on. It's like, so what do you think about the uh, the Black Lives Matter protests? Well, I think it's uh, very important to uh, make sure that we uh, uh, eradicate racism. There's no place for racism. Mm-hmm. And how important do you think it is that you wear that on your shirt at all times and constantly talk about it? Do you think that's an important thing? To- well, yes, I think it's very important. We all have a role to play in uh, making sure that we uh, get rid of racism. And, yeah, that's nice. And what do you think about all the protests? Do you think that that's a good thing? Or and I was like, oh, fucking my God. Jesus can I make, Christ! Can I make somebody, a, somebody I, I ask him. Somebody ask him about the tires. <laughs> <laughs> Going with the super soft, uh, Damo. Can I make a safe assumption here? Mm-hmm. In all those pre-race interviews, yeah. can I, I, I'm going to make a safe uh, the the assumption? Kimi Räikkönen wasn't interviewed. He wasn't. No. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy's likely to turn like on the mic and go, "What? I don't give a fuck about the blacks." That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here to rest. That's why we love Kimmy. Kimmy because... would be. Kimmy would be like, mm, "I fucked a black chick once. I don't know if that's this counts." It, right? <laughs> yeah, I would fuck all the all fucked the a black places. stripper once. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love Kimmy Riken. That's his best. Um, so yeah, let's go through the results, Damo. So yeah, as you mentioned, uh, the Mercs were were leading the way one two, mm. but uh, thankfully five second pen, five second penalty for Lewis Hamilton, and then uh, Lando Norris raced his fucking tits off in the final lap to get the uh, the gap between second and and fourth under five seconds. Uh, he set the fastest lap of the race and uh, on the final lap. Uh, to sneak in, get his first ever podium. And not only that, like me and you, we, we, we went to the F1, what, eight years ago now? Yep, about that. Um, yeah, it was, it was 2012. So, yeah, eight years ago now, me and you went to the, the F1s. Mm-hmm. And we, we've always been McLaren fans. Yep. So as a manufacturer, we love McLaren, but mm-hmm. then obviously we support the Aussies. So, you know, at that time we had, you know, uh, the Red Bulls of Mark Webber, and yep. then you had and the for a while there, for a while there, we were, for a while there, we were supporting Williams because Webbs was driving yep. for Williams. So, you know. Exactly. But and yeah, then, McLaren, McLaren has always been like the base foundation for me, like, and probably for you as well, I suspect. When we yep. started watching F1, it was all Ed and Senna. That's it. It was Ayrton Senna. Then it was, uh, for me, it was David Coulthard. Yep. Then you had um, Kimi Raikkonen, Mika Hakkinen. Kim, yeah, exactly. Jeez, so, weren't they a fucking great team, McLaren, for a for a, a non-production team? Yeah. Um, like, you know, geez, they, they overachieved for so long, didn't they? 
Exactly. So I was so excited to finally see McLaren after quite close to a decade of just being terrible, mm-hmm. uh, finally up there and get another podium with, with young Lando Norris. And even more exciting to know that that's who Ricardo is going to drive for next year. That's right. Um, They're on so the we're going to have, have an Aussie in a McLaren, which is just like my heaven. Yeah. Um, and my favorite manufacturer with obviously an Aussie driver there. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Lando Norris in third, Lewis Hamilton up the fourth. And I also yeah. want to know, I also want to do a bit, you know, if we can get the block research team onto this, I'm desperate to know if Lando's parents were Star Wars fans. You reckon? Yeah, because there's a character in Star Wars called Lando. Lando Calrissian. That's right. Yeah. And I just, Lando is such a strange fucking name. Like, I, I don't know too many Landos, you know? Like, it's like, well, what else? Could, he's either named after a helicopter pad or the character from Star Wars. So it's got to be one lot- or the other. Do you know a lot of Valtaris? Valtaris? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm not <laughs> Polish either. Yeah, true. Uh, good to see that the uh, the biggest wanker in F1 down there in 10th yeah. in his final season with Ferrari. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, DNFs uh, left, right, and center uh, from 12th through to 17th on You know, I was thinking about that too. <clears throat> when we look back in the history books, right, because we've had Vettel and Hamilton around for a roughly the same time, length of time. Um, and you know, Vettel's always been like the one that everybody points to as like, oh, he's the best. He's the best. Sebastian Vettel. When we look Lewis at the history. about to tie Schumacher. Right. That's, that's my point. So yeah. like when we, when the history looks and now you can see Lewis is still at the top and Vettel is now on that, on that road, which sees former champions, right? They start off in an average car. They get a few years in a good car. They challenge for titles, and then they start to slide down the field, right, in the manufacturer. It happened to uh, one of my favourite, Fernando Alonso, who was still who, one of the behold, best drivers he's, he's in the world. He's returning next year. Is he really? Yeah, sign me the Renault. He's going to be our Ricardo's replacement. Wow, there you go. He's probably still fucking lightning fast, even at the 40, age of what? 41 40, years of age. 41 years year. old. Yeah. But it, it happened to Alonso. It happened to Jensen Button. Uh, yep. It happened to Schumacher, even. Like, yeah. remember when he came back? So, Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they all go through. It happened to David Coulthard. It happens mm-hmm. to all of the – it happened to Mika Hakkinen. All of the drivers, they, they're they at the top for the while, but then uh, they want to squeeze, like, the last few years out of their career. I mean, look at Kimi Raikkonen now. He's running around basically for what the equivalent of the Arrows team was in the 1990s, like running around dead last the Haas, of the pack. I guess, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not Haas. He's uh, Alfa Romeo. Oh, Alfa Romeo, yeah, that's right, sorry. Yeah, so he's running around at the back of the pack just squeezing another another contract out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now that that process has started for Sebastian Vettel, for mm. Sebastian Vettel. They're going to talk it up and say, oh, no, he's going to a challenging car so he can challenge for a title and stuff. I don't think so. He's not. No, he's, no. he's done. Um, he thought he was going to have that car with Ferrari. That's why he left Red Bull. But, yep. you know, unfortunately, yeah, no. sometimes. Anyhow, stiff shit. Stiff shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the history books will remember Lewis Hamilton. They're not. They're not even going to remember Sebastian Vettel. How many championships has he won? Two or three? Four. Four. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, at the same in the same era as Lewis Hamilton, who's about to win seven. Yeah, exactly. Like it's. So he's yeah. going to be outshined. True. Yeah, no doubt. He, he'll be the. Uh, who can I liken him to? The Nigel Mansell. No, Nigel Mansell was kind of dominant for his era, wasn't he? Yeah, but um, he didn't win as he didn't win as much as he should have, though. He's kind of Fernando Alonso a little bit when you think about yes, it. Yes, Alonso and Schumacher. Yeah, Alonso won a couple, but then, yeah, Schumacher won seven. Yep. Uh, and even though, yeah, Alonso had the worst car, he was always competitive, but, yep. you know, he, he actually won, so he's not really set a Gibbonale like. No. Um, 
yeah, it, it, you're, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty spot on there. I don't think, yeah, he'll be as revered as we would have expected maybe five, six years ago when we thought he was going to go and maybe out to Schumacher. Yeah, yeah, that's that's long gone now. That that yeah. future is is gone. It's it won't happen. So it, uh, uh, just a, a quick observation. It's interesting when we forget we do a stupid show and we actually go back to just talking sport. Yeah, we kind of can do that. I forgot. <laughs> if, we, if we if we must. If we if have we to. must. We just started talking F1 and we got distracted and realised, hey, we haven't made any stupid jokes for a while. Well, can we go um, can we go back to stupid then? Hey, all good, mate. I've got a I got a stupid joke lined right up here. So the MLB is uh is back in action. Yep. So uh the what they've referred to as summer camp has has returned. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically spring training number two. Season kicks off in in a couple of weeks for real, uh, and they're gonna do a sixty game season. Now uh, basically, they give the option to the players. If you've got any uh, coronavirus fears, you're entitled to uh, not participate in this particular season. So it, this week is kind of the first week everyone returned to their camps, and we've already seen uh, a number of people uh, withdraw from playing in this season. Mm-hmm. Now, not, a, uh, not surprising, the people that have withdrawn are the people that have already been paid. Yep. Um, so if you already got 20k and 20 million in the bank mm. and you got the option to sit out the next three months and go, well, why not back me financially? I'd rather, you know, deal with it. Like, you know, yeah. And a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of the fans will say something like, um, like for example, oh, this just proves that they're only in it for the money. And it's like, well, hang on. Uh, why would I play for like a shit team? That's got no chance of uh, making the playoffs in a shortened season where we don't have a chance to like turn it around or anything like that. Um, yeah. and risk injury for next year, which is a full season, and maybe I'm up for recontract negotiation next year. Spot on. Nobody yeah. in their right mind would fucking do that. No, no chance at no. all. And once again, like, why would you risk have to go through all these safety health protocols yep. if you can sit at home and you already got $40 mil in the bank? That's so it. I don't get it. But it just got me thinking, uh, with all the pullouts I've seen, it's kind of like unemployed teenagers who can't afford frangers. It's everyone's <laughs> pulling out. <laughs> I told you that was a stupid joke coming. Uh, we didn't have to wait long. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to the next story, which you've already got up, thankfully. Uh, everything's about sacrifice. So not only Ellen is sacrificing by not being able to dance for a crowd for half a show. Correct. Uh, other people have had to make sacrifices as well. And like mm. I said, you've got, you know, let's put the uh, people who have lost their businesses to one side. Let's put the, you know, health professionals to the one side. The dead people. The dead people to one side. We buried them. They're fine. They're fine. Um, they're, they're taken care of. <laughs> we need to talk about true sacrifice, Damo, and, and the people that are really suffering. And, and it got me to uh, see this article. Uh, Astro's Carlos Correa uh, has asked his wife to stay out of salons until season's end. Ooh, that's a lot. That's asking a lot of a wag. Yeah, she she like he's had to pull her aside and like look, you know, uh, you know, I know we've got millions in the bank, but you know. Maybe, just maybe, we can we can just tail back the uh, the fillers. Mm. Uh, maybe we can tail back the Botox, the, the Botox, the the hair hair redyes. Yeah. Um, we we just need to scale it back. How do you feel about that? And she's yeah. like, "Look, all of us have got to make sacrifices, Carlos." <laughs> God bless her. What's up, God- Oh my God! What are you <laughs> doing? What the hell is that? <laughs> Get that out of there! It's too early for Granny Sears. Uh, so uh, good to know that uh, all of us have to make sacrifices, including Carlos Correa's wife, Correct. by staying away from beauticians. Well done. Now, nice, Gary. Now, Damo. Nice, Gary. Now, Damo, with the return of rugby league, uh, it, it's got us. Uh, sometimes we forget, and uh, we, we kind of look at these uh, these rugby league players with you know rose-coloured glasses, and we're excited. We're just excited to have sport back. So we, we seem to neglect sometimes, you know. 
their true character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to know that uh, this week that uh, some footy players they can't help but show their their true character there. Yeah. And it's it, uh, it, it was proven by um, you still got me there. Yeah, I've still got you. You're here. Yeah, cool. Uh, uh, proven by Manly player Adam Fanua Blake this week. Okay. Who uh, this week he was suspended for a couple of weeks and copped a, a pretty significant fine because uh, he decided to yell at the referee at full time because of a bad call. Right. Hey, you're a you're a fucking spastic. You're a fucking. <laughs> I love that. Nice, Gary. Like I understand so, it's offensive and blah 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 and etc. But yeah. I love hearing that brought out. You're a fucking spastic. It's just yeah. a fun word to say, don't you think? So. So these people, uh, the people in charge were like, this is unacceptable. And there was outrage on Twitter, Damo. There was outrage, outrage on social media going, you can't do this. It's a bad example. Yeah, uh, right. Think you, of the you children. Under- you don't understand what it's like to be a disabled person. Yeah, he, he, yeah, needs, yeah. he needs, he needs to get sacked basically for oh, this. Oh, yeah, really? Lose um, his job. Yeah, great. But I, I saw one of the most, um, you know, uh, Ingenious ways to, to punish Annan Falua Blake by a couple of the journos mm-hmm. who suggested as part of his, keeping qu- quotes, his punishment, <laughs> he, he should have to volunteer at a special needs school. Really? <laughs> so they're going to punish him by hanging out with spastics. <laughs> Apparently that's that's the punishment. Nice, Gary. So Don't you find that more offensive than yeah. someone saying the word spastic? Yeah, like here's this guy that who's done a- this thing. So we're getting outraged on your behalf, for starters. And here's this guy who said this awful thing about you. We're going to send him in to uh, pat your head and pretend to be your friend. But, <laughs> but That'll make it all better. But also, that's your punishment, Adam. You've got to hang with these people. <laughs> that is, that's very true. No, How is that being overlooked? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I get it, right? Like, hey, these people deserve respect. As punishment, you're going to go down there and talk to them. <laughs> hey, you're going to suffer, Adam. Uh, Journal- journalists are fucking idiots, aren't they? It's insane. So, <laughs> All like, of them. <laughs> to top it off, everyone's gone. This this is unacceptable. How how dare he say this? He's he's a bad role model. Yeah. Adam Fanua Blake, if you recall, Damo yeah. was sacked uh, a few years back because he decided to kick the shit out of his girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> but when more we let him come back and play footy, yeah, yeah. But he says he says the word spastic to a ref. All and of a sudden, like, better hang him. <laughs> Got to send him down the special needs center for some punishment. So where does where does that? I'm trying to work out where domestic violence sit. Is that obviously below spastic in the uh, rugby uh, rugby league media? Is is psychotic? Mm. They have. I, I don't think they know what their own opinions are half the time. No idea. Um, it's lacking logic. They're yep. putting facts in things. Uh, Damo, time to talk AFL. Uh, we talked last week about was it Steel Sidebottom last week? We talked Steel about Eddie McGuire's reaction. Yeah. Um, it, it was a bad week for Collingwood. It has. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> Because uh, not only did their vice captain get uh, stood down for a couple of weeks for breaching, uh, what was it, uh, coronavirus protocols and mm-hmm. um, out there, there were a few rumours which we can't say on air because we don't yeah. know whether it's actually happened or not. Correct. But it, it seems like there, there might have been a bit more sordid tales to the story. Which is why uh, they omitted a five-hour block from the official story like it never happened. So exactly. like when they were in their press release, like the hours between 2.30 in the morning and 7.30 in the morning, which I would suggest when we're dealing with an episode where a player is found wandering the streets in his underwear at 7.30 in the morning, that's really the important chunk of time is yeah. between 2.30 a.m. and 7.30 a.m. You know what I mean? Like that's really where if you were a detective, you'd be like, hmm, we need to fill this gap here if we're going yeah. to get to the bottom of this. But they omitted that part from the story. And we suspect yeah. because of things we've been told, like in the background, which we can't 
we can't air because we'll probably end up in a fucking lawsuit or something like that. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, uh, lo and behold, a couple of days later, they had uh, – he's not their captain, is he? But he's, he's one of their star players. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the leadership group. Leadership group. In, uh, oh, you might as well go through the story. Um, uh, what's his name? Dugui? Uh, yeah, Dugui. Jordan Dugui, who was recently uh, – well, he sat out like a big suspension not that long ago. Um, for I don't think it was performance enhancing drugs, but I think it was like party drugs and shit. He had mm. to sit out a, a suspension. It was either last year or the year before for a big chunk of time. And he's like one of the he's one of the game's like most dynamic forwards as well. Yeah. So that hurt them as well. So I I, I actually don't know what happened to Jordan to go this time around. Now you'll have to fill me in. I've been oh, so he loop. was he was charged with sexual assault throughout the course of the oh, week. Oh, good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so on the back of their their vice right. captain being stood down for you know uh, some unsavory actions potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh. Their the other person from their leadership group yep. is currently yeah being charged with sexual assault this week. Oh gee. So that brings us to we're talking about the hacks in the media, Damo. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the AFL media, who are notorious. Tom yeah, Tom Morris, they're, they're synonymous for, you know, for the most part. They cover the asses of AFL players. Now, yes. a, a lot of shit happens in the background. Like, let's be honest, we're not fucking stupid. No. Some people may be, but we're not. Um, we know a lot of things happen with footy players, whether it be NRL, AFL, any sport. Yeah, they're and, young and boys for, and, being boys. Yeah, and for the most part, like, you know, the AFL, like the football journalists might say that we're being like, we've got the wrong take and stuff, but we're actually the guys on this show who are like, they're fucking young guys. What do you expect? Of course they're going to go out and party and try and fucking get laid. They're like, you're you're a 22-year-old who's making, you know, $500,000 a year. Of course you want to go to nightclubs and chase fucking pussy and shit. Like, what else do you think is going to happen? Like, we we don't, like, think that they should be treated the way they are by the media as it is, but... It's the media who fucking destroys these guys, right? Who like just tears their life apart for their own benefit, like for clicks mm. and for ratings and shit, and then tries to coddle them in the aftermath and say, "Oh, stop saying bad things." It's like such. It's like punching somebody in the face and then saying, "You know, I, I'm doing this because I love you," right? You know what I mean? It's the same relationship that players have with the media. 100% right. And look, uh, I must say that the AFL media do cover up a lot of things or not cover up, but fail to report on a few, a lot of things they do know for other exclusives and other stories. Yeah. Um, but uh, you obviously get hack pieces as well and just really bad takes. And yeah, Tom Morris from, where's he from? He's from Fox footy. Yep. Um, Podcast and three, host. And 3AW who this week uh, put out an article saying hard to imagine a club enduring a worse 10 day block than Collingwood, not unsalvageable. And, and, so the other, about- and the other thing you have to know about the AFL media, sorry to interject here, is it's all about Collingwood because Collingwood's the biggest club, so most mm-hmm. of the fucking press is dedicated to Collingwood. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like 60% of all AFL media is for this one team, basically, because it's the biggest yeah. team. Yeah, <clears throat> spot on. So uh, Tom Morris has posted this, this story and uh, the the ultimate response to that, because they've obviously over-dramatized <laughs> it. Uh, uh, oh, well, is Collingwood because two of their players fucked up in the space of a week. Yep. And uh, can we give a nice Gary to Absolutely. at who responded to this article with this tweet, I don't know, Tom, there was a time Adelaide's coach was literally murdered. <laughs> Fucking savage. It's hard to imagine a worse time, a worse 10-day period. I don't know. That, how about the time a few years ago when the Adelaide coach was stabbed to death by his own son? Yeah. That, yeah. that, that may have been worse. But yeah, again, no, no. Collingwood-centric media, right? Oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in football because it's happening to Collingwood. Fuck it. Get Eddie Maguire's dick out of your mouth, <laughs> you shameless hack. <laughs> 
<laughs> Spot on, Dabo. Um, uh, which brings us, oh, have you got a, can you hit a but that's not rugby league for us, Dabo? Absolutely. Is this the long version or the short version? I think it may be the long version. Okay, I think it is the long version. We'll see. But that's no. Ah, it is, yeah, it is the long version. But that's no. Aye, it's delicious. But that's no. But that's not rugby league. Go now. This one's but that's not AFL demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, throughout the press conference with Daniel Andrews, who's the Victorian Premier, who was announcing you know the the new restrictions that were going to be put in place um, late last week for Victoria, one of the first questions he received in the press conference was this. Uh, uh, do you know where the AFL Grand Final will be played uh, if you're still dealing with the pandemic in, in September? Mm-hmm. That was the question asked in a press conference. The okay. first thing after Melbourne were told, "Hey, we're all going into lockdown. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't leave your house." Blah blah blah. The first question asked by a journo is, "Are you like, oh, was was the AFL Grand Final going to be played then?" Okay, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> nice, Gary. But that's Fantastic. but that's not rugby league. Uh, let's let's wrap it up, Damo, with Warnie the Family Man. <laughs> this is one of the best things ever. Yeah. Now we have to fill in our American brothers and sisters, right? Warnie is considered one of Australia's. Well, he's he's considered the best spinner of all time. I think that's a fair thing to say. Like spin bowler. Say, yeah. uh, he's considered like one of the best Australian cricketers of all time. He's basically like a fucking national hero now. During his career, he was known to, uh, how can I say this, have debauched sex with women in every town he went to. <laughs> He's a pants man, Warnie. He's a pants man. He formerly yeah. dated uh, Liz Hurley for some time. You remember? Yeah. Um, so, was, you know. He was caught in a, a sting operation with, uh, with no, two slappers in Britain being filmed. That's right. Um, I remember a joke years ago saying that um, 1,000 women were asked if they would ever sleep with Shane Warne, and 94% of them said never again. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so he's been known to get around, and it cost him his wife, uh, and it cost him his family, and his wife, uh, gorgeous as well. Don't get me wrong. Oh uh, yeah, absolute stunner. But he's a pants man, and he can't. He likes to get around, does Warney? Yeah. And you know, good luck to him, whatever. But so Warney puts this out because the AFL players, a bunch of players, are not wanting to because they're t- they're taking the teams out of their home cities and putting them because nobody can travel to Victoria, and half of the teams are in Victoria. They're putting them in, um, it's basically like a month-long road trip now for these teams, right? So they're going into what they're calling hubs, and like four or five teams are going into like Sydney, and they're playing it all against each other over the course of a month. Same thing in Queensland, same thing in WA. So <clears throat> some players are like, well, I don't want to leave my family. Like they might have a kid on the way or something. Um, you know, I don't want to leave like my wife and kids behind for a month, which I think is, a, to be fair, it's a fair thing. It's reasonable. Yeah. yeah, it's reasonable. Like you can't you can't really criticize somebody for putting them on on zero notice. Like they found out like a day before, basically. Like oh, by the way, the next month you're going to be interstate. Sorry about that. You know, like nobody would be asked uh, be expected to do that unless you were like a fucking soldier and a war a war broke out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Warney offers his advice here. Lots of whispers replay as not wanting to leave family behind, families behind and go to a hub in the AFL, exclamation mark. He's very passionate about this, is warning. Mm. I know it's tough, and when players' partners signed up, there was no big time away like cricket, but playing professional sport at the top level requires sacrifices, and your family should understand. Warney sacrificed his family for English pussy. Yeah. 
And, and not quality one either. It's like average, average, average. Pussy. You know, like we're talking Tiger Woods cocktail waitress level pussy here. We're talking uh, bus station skanks, Demo. Yeah, bus station skanks. <laughs> so he sacrificed. He did. He, to be fair, he's he's not speaking from a place of uh, ignorance. He did sacrifice his family. I'm not sure that's what he meant by this tweet, though. Mm, I don't think so, but it's good to good to see Warney giving family advice yeah, to the players. That's who you go to in yeah. those times, like to do Warnie what's the best. Family man. Do what's best for the family. Warney the family man. No, uh, uh, before we get to plugs, Damo, I mentioned uh, earlier in the show. Yeah, my son's birthday next week. Yes. So happy birthday to him. Happy but birthday, also, uh, it's also uh, my dad's birthday next week as well. So happy ah. birthday to the big fella. Um, well done, big fella. Yeah. With the way this lockdown's going, I'll see you in 2022. Uh, <laughs> but good news, he's already got his presents, so we're all covered. Mm. Um, let's do plugs, Damo, before we get to Granny Sears. The Follow, illustrious return. The illustrious return of Granny Sears. Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Um, I'll be back uh, to, tomorrow night for Friday night, uh, US time, Greeno, 6 p.m. with another edition of the Daily Boogie, just in case you wanted to catch that. Uh, also, don't forget to follow our friends, uh, Pseudo Echo for Unity Day Troy, um, Y Sensor Kimmy, Brad underscore Everly, and everyone else associated with the show. Follow everyone, Fergo on the League Freak. And yeah, I think that'll do it. I think that's a wrap. So, I like it. So, so to send us out for this week, Greeno? Granny Sears. The illustrious return of Granny Sears. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. What's up, my bitches? I didn't know if I was in heaven or hell. I'm wearing my Trump hat. But I ended up in jazz. Or in a meat wagon like Hillary. What the fuck? What the fuck? Granny don't know anymore. You youngsters are just too much to take. But you ain't too much to take. Uh, they said jazz was a summer love. Oh, I ain't seen no love there. should reject you there's me to protect you if i say that your tongue is vicious if i call you uncouth it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth hey patriots this is your favorite southerner doc martin just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with the Promises Kicked at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux. The original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty in his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up. 
or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. <laughs> Yankee, you mean some irrelevant fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.